Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We have stretched the North American boundaries of Sabres Live once again from his traditional Orchard Park location, Marty Baron, uh, from the West Coast of the United States. Yours truly, and north of the border, Seth Appert, getting his Amherst ready for Laval tonight. Hi, Seth. How are you? I'm good, Duffer. Thanks for having me on. Oh, my God. It's our pleasure, of course. Uh, back-to-back here with Laval before you hit the All-Star break with the Amherst. Um, what, uh, if any, you know, Storylines, lineup changes are you, you know, looking at tonight as you get ready for the Rocket in this ultra-tight North Division? Yeah, no, uh, it's, uh, the lineup changes are minimal. Um, we're, we're playing good hockey right now. We lost, obviously, 2-1 to one to Syracuse Wednesday, but but I like the way we played. Uh, we limited them to 18 shots on goal. Uh, unfortunately, we created enough, couldn't finish enough. Uh, some of that credit to their block shots, some of that credit to Olnefeldt and goal was excellent for them. Um, but it, these are important games up here. Uh, so our last time playing Laval, we got them twice, you know, third to seventh right now, our division is so good. And there's a lot of divisions that seems like two or three teams are a train wreck. And so you get wins against other teams pretty easily. Our division, there's going to be two really good teams that don't make the playoffs. That's how tight it is. And, uh, the points are, you starting to look at standings time and you got to be points are at a premium. Um, you talk about the lineup tonight. Devin Levi played against Syracuse, uh, gave up two, and he's gonna, you know, probably play one of the two. So, is he tonight? Is he tomorrow? Are you the kind of coach that says, I don't want to talk about my goaltenders? Uh, because I don't usually ask you that question, but uh, you're a former goalie. Does it bother you when coaches don't give out their goalies? Um, yeah, I'm willing to talk about it. I, I, oh, I just, thank God. Thank I you. Uh, this isn't, uh, we're not trying to solve cancer or anything here. There's not state <laughs> secrets. Um, you know, uh, tonight, Dustin Tokarski, uh, will play. Okay. Uh, and then tomorrow, uh, Devin Levi will play. So we're in a, you know, we have three right now and, and, you know, that can be hard at times, but there's a luxury of it when you have a tight turnaround for tomorrow. So, uh, Devin Levi will not dress tonight. Cooley will back up both games this weekend. That gets him, he gets to still be part of it in a week that he's not playing. Um, and then for Devin, you know, he gets to do extra work on the ice this morning and mentally kind of be free of not having to prepare and get ready for the three o'clock game tomorrow. How was this game the other night? Like, uh, you know, he's, he's been down for a few days now. He did come down, play a game on condition, well, conditioning. It's not technically conditioning because he can be, you know, sent down, called back up at any moment. He doesn't have to go through waivers, but he played a game, then went on the West Coast with the Sabres. 
uh, now has played the game against Syracuse. What is uh, the things that you notice uh, about Devon that uh, will kind of give him that that chance to get into some game rhythm here? I thought he was excellent against Syracuse. Um, first goal was a was a tip that went crossbar. Yeah. Uh, and then ricocheted off of him. The second goal, the guy fanned on. Uh, I I think he would have made the save pretty easily. Uh, the guy looked like he was shooting glove. He fluffed it, and it goes five holes. So he looked in control. He looked calm. His rebound control was excellent. He didn't have a ton of work. Like I said earlier, we defended extremely well that night. Um, but I thought he looked more in control than the game he played for us a week or so before that, when he hadn't played in a while. So then he got... He got that game in with us that he won. Then he got another game out in L.A. where he won uh, with a really good response after the first three goals there. And it, it felt like he was in more of a rhythm uh, in the game on Wednesday. It's quite a trio of netminders that you have right now uh, from the age spectrum, experience spectrum, even just Amherst's uh, perspective and how long they've been you know, with the organization or, or not. And... When you talk about goalies, I, I think back to, you know, a couple of years ago when you were describing, you know, Quinn and Paterka to us an awful lot. And you said JJ was really close with Aaron Dell. And I remember yeah. that kind of standing out. And I'm wondering, like, do because of this, you know, three goalie situation, it, like, do you see opportunity for those kinds of relationships to develop? Or is it, you know, kind of been so... A little bit chaotic that uh, that maybe you don't see it that way, and and how unique is it when you see kind of scorers and and goalies gravitate to one another the way we did with those guys? Yeah, no, it's that's really neat, um, and that's what you need your veterans to be like. And and Ticker's great for our group. Um, Ticker, you know, he's won everywhere he's ever been. Right, he he won a, a Memorial Cup, he won a World Juniors, he won two Calder Cups. You know, so he has that winning experience, and so he can share those things with the group. He can share those with individual players. He does, but he also can share them with me. I, I go to Ticker a lot. He's got a good vibe on you know the team and and what winning hockey feels like and where the team's at in relation to the to the to the winning teams he's been on. So. Uh, he is having a guy, we don't have a lot of older guys, but having a few like Prow and Mersh and Sikarski uh, is extremely valuable for our young players. So unfortunately, and, and before we came on the air here, you, you kinda, we kind of mentioned, you know, the injury to Jack Quinn and, and Jack's a kid that you had in Rochester and worked with. And, you know, you could see kind of one of the first group of players you had in Rochester that are you know, setting their tone in the NHL. And unfortunately it's been a tough year for Jack uh, injury wise with the Achilles and now the lower body. Um, but we had the conversation on the show. What do you do with maybe the, the spot that's left vacant by Jack Quinn? Now, do you, you know, just elevate a player from the Buffalo Sabres roster? Do you go and look at some of the um, prospects and younger players in Rochester? Do you trade for a player? Um, so I guess, we, we can ask you not what do you do, but how are Kulik and Roseanne and Rusek and those guys that are higher on the list of prospects for the, the Sabres fan to see, hey, if they get a call up, like how are they, these guys uh, doing right now? Yeah, that is an interesting question. And it is terrible about Jack. Um, I talked to him for about 20, 30 minutes the other night uh, just to check in on him, see how he's doing. But this is the beauty of Jack Quinn. He texted me this morning Hey, if there's one or two guys in the NHL that you think are worth watching that are more applicable to my game, you know, I'm going to be watching stuff over the next couple months. That that's that's why he's going to be a special player. He's always looking to get better. 
even during adversity. Instead of woe is me, he's going to be like, okay, I'll take these two months and I'll watch video and add something to my game. And that that's that's the incredible mind of Jack Quinn. And uh, that's why he was such a pleasure to coach and why we're so lucky to have an organization. I think Byro and Rusek have been excellent. Um, that Rusek's probably playing his best hockey in North America. He's coming off a 13-game point streak. But the points are are secondary to how hard he's playing. He's always had the offensive flash, the playmaking. His competitiveness on the puck right now is forechecking. His puck battles are at an all-time high uh, in his time in North America. So that's been excellent to see. Uh, Byro's a Swiss Army knife. Uh, he, he can play center. He can play wing. He can score. He can sit, set up. He's a great penalty killer. He can also f- play on the power play. So those are options. Cooley and Rosie are a little bit of scoring droughts right now. I think Cooley's a little, I, he's out of it now, but I think coming back from World Juniors, a little emotionally fatigued. Um, they're both playing extremely well. Uh, I think Kulik's defensive game, his, his willingness to hunt and win puck battles has been incredibly high. Rosane has become one of our best penalty killers here in the last month, which is extremely important in his development. They're going to score. We don't worry about that. They're in a little funk right now that the scoring is going to come. So I think those guys are all options, but you know, if you put them, if you if you're looking for a winger with Cousins and Paterka, you're looking for guys like that more likely. If you're looking to move someone else up in the lineup and looking for more of a bottom six, I mean, you got Jost, you got Murray, you got guys like that that are also very good options. So I think we have a lot of guys that could come up and help the Sabers and be very good for them. Do you think that um, this is a tricky? Like it's it's a probably a tough one to answer but like is there more to it like than than just the numbers let's say um or like could you bring up Kulik or Roseanne right now and I'm not trying to put you on the spot as the decision maker here but you understand that if they were called up people would go geez they're not even statistically playing that well right now but do you think organizationally sometimes that maybe that's a good thing like call them up now show that you still believe in them even if they haven't scored in the last nine games and they are doing things right. Like you're talking about what, can you give us a little insight into the psychology and that maybe for sure you can. I, I think that um, those guys are excellent offensive players and they've worked so hard on their game over the last year and a half here with us uh, to play in the NHL and help you win though. You have to be a 200 foot player, you know, unless you're going to score 50 goals and there's so few of those guys in the world you need to play 200 feet now. You need to be able to check. You need to be good defensively on nights that you're not scoring. You need to be able to penalty kill and help your team win that way. Isak Rosane has helped us win many games in the last two weeks because how good he's been on the penalty kill. And and that's that's growth to your game. And so um, there's no question the organization you know has tremendous belief in both. So um, I think that to me, you know, again, if 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 it's a spot. If you're just jumping someone in for Jack, it certainly should be a, a, a younger, skilled player. What what are any of those four guys that we talked about? Um, and, and if someone else is going to take that spot from within, then you might be looking at a different set of players. And, and that's those are things that certainly the Sabres, Kevin and Jason and Donnie, you know, have had time this week with the All-Star break. You have a week to kind of kind of properly vet through that process in their heads. What's the challenge as a coach when you play a team that um, a little bit like Syracuse, maybe the other night, but I also think of the NHL and some of the teams the Sabres have played that will trap it up. 
will be like a lot tougher to uh, kind of be able to work your way through that uh, defend extremely well. And, and you see your, your bench and maybe some of the players getting frustrated. Like what's the, the challenge as a coach, try to put a game plan together there. Like how do you approach that? Yeah, I, I think that um, Syracuse is that way. Utica can be that way. Um, you know, we play them 24 times, you know, and so <laughs> I do believe, and this is something that I've talked to some of our older guys about, uh, and we've beaten Syracuse this year. We've beaten Utica many times this year. So, but um, I'm going to, next time we play those guys, I'm going to talk about this. And Tyson Jost brought this up to me. He said that playing against Utica, one of these recent times, he's like, it felt like an NHL playoff game. He's like, there's no space. The shots were like 27 to 25. The score was two to one and you have to f earn everything you get. And, and it, that's a good thing is as, as much as it's not always fun. That's a good thing for the development of our younger players because they need to learn how to score in those games. Uh, and I do believe having to play Syracuse and Utica as much as we do over the last two years has hardened us for the playoffs. And, and it probably hurts our regular season standings record a little bit because you have to play them so many times and it's just usually you're splitting with them at best. Um, but I do believe it's hardened us and battle tested us. And I think that's why we've won a big part of why we've won four playoff series in the last two years is because we've had to elevate that style of our game against teams like that. Are you still enjoying the company of your two new assistant coaches this year? They're great. Yeah, they are. Uh, they're fabulous. Vinny as, uh, as, as Marty talked about, uh, Vinny loves the sun. So the last six weeks in Rochester have been a bit of a grind. Yeah. Um, and I think he's looking forward to uh, sneaking home to Tampa for all-star break. So, uh, but they're, they're excellent. Um, they're both great humans. Uh, they're both really good teachers, uh, really good role models for our, for our young players, uh, guys that carved out careers the hard way. Uh, they're just tremendous, tremendous uh, role models for our guys. So the fun thing is that uh, I remember meeting Vinny Prospol for the first time in Philadelphia when he got traded to uh, to the Flyers. And he's sitting next to me in the locker room and like maybe five days in, he goes, does it ever like, is it ever sunny here? Like, it's gray. It's gray all the time. Gray, gray in Philly and all of that. And so, yes, <laughs> I think it was yesterday, right? That yeah. uh, the uh, Twitter account or social media account basically yeah. put a quote from Vinny saying, ah, such a, a gorgeous day here in Rochester. Just, I could just sense that same sarcasm, but joy for the day of Vinny Prospel in that, that I, it took me back to 2007 or 2008 when I first met him. And I was laughing, like every time I see the quote and I think of Vinny, I laugh because of that. Well, he's, he's, uh, he's been awesome for all of our guys, but for our young European guys there, he's lived their life. Like Victor Noichev has made a massive step mm -hmm. here in the last four to six weeks. And mm -hmm. He's competing harder. His habits, his daily habits, since we had a hard meeting with him two months ago in which it was translated on paper because he doesn't speak great yet. Yeah. Um, and you never know how he's going to respond. And now that that young man is one of the first guys at the rink every day, 8, 8, 15 in the shooting room. He's one of the last guys, if not the last guy to leave every day right now. And now you're starting to see it play out. And of course it does. You, you earn better habits and you get better results. And so... But the other day, Vinny was on the bike. It was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Victor had been there since like 8.15 in the morning. Victor's still there working. And you saw Victor waiting for his moment to go up and try to ask him a question 
about something he was dealing with. He's frustrated. He didn't score. He's getting all these chances. And, uh, and you could just see Vinny being so proud that Victor felt comfortable to come to him and, and share that and talk through that moment together. And, um, and, and, uh, so yeah, just another example of, of why guys like him, you know, Pekka Webby in the past, Pacer are, are so valuable for me and for our guys. I have a quick question. Um, and this will sound crazy. And Real I know quick. that you're very quick. Um, <laughs> did you see the other day when Joe Bouchard, the coach of Syracuse, pulled his goalie in the second period on a five on four power play to make it six on four? No, it was five um, on three. It, made it, it was five on three to make it six on three. You're right. And the game was like a two one game or one one game halfway in the game. They ended up winning that game in overtime. But I have some crazy ideas like this, like um, not just on the power play, but five on five. Do you guys have those type of conversation late at night at, you know, at home? Because uh, maybe you've had a couple of pops and you're like, hey, let's think of crazy ideas here. Uh, we talk about some crazy things at times when you're watching hockey. That that was a crazy one. But, you know, the, you hate to say it, but the, sometimes the American League is the place to experiment with those yeah. things because there's less pressure if if John Cooper did that in Tampa and it didn't work out, uh, the media attention is going to be different than if you do it in Syracuse and it doesn't work out. I don't know if that's an organizational decision or just a Bouchard decision, but um, it did cross your mind uh, that sometimes um, you can experiment a little bit more in, in the American League without as much media pressure. Great insight as always. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for the time. Thanks, guys. Seth Happert, head coach of the Amherst, Rochester, as Seth mentioned, in this tight North division right now. It was so tough to see them fall on home ice the other night because it allowed Syracuse to get eight points between them. And obviously, it would have been a completely different story. And you heard the coach mention that right behind them, Toronto, Laval, Utica, and Belleville, there is a lot of racetrack left in this AHL season. But the Amherst would love to stock away four points this weekend against the Rocket. Of course, the Bandits, the reigning champs, are home this weekend, they've got Rochester once again. What a thriller they had down the throughway against the Nighthawks recently, and the Bandits prevailed due to a big fourth quarter. Tomorrow night at KeyBank Center, you can get tickets at Bandits.com. It's the Nighthawks and Bandits, and Ian McKay joins us here on Sabres Live. Ian, um, welcome to the show. It's great to have you back. Um, how would you describe this defending of the title so far and the nature of the league and its standings and how tight everything is? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me back on. Um, it's probably the best way to describe it. It's probably uh, a little harder than we maybe thought it would be. Um, you know, obviously you come in, it's a new team, and um, we know that going into training camp and, you know, lose some guys to injury and, um, you know, not having Max Adler back due to work commitments and all that. Um, you know, you're, you're obviously going to face challenges and, um, you know, not that it was, we thought it'd be easy by any means, but, um, you know, to be one game above 500, um, after the first, you know, third of the season here, um, obviously it's nice to be above 500, but we'd obviously like to be, uh, in a little bit of a better spot, but, um, you know, growing pains early in the year with new guys and, and a new team. And, um, you know, we're slowly figuring it out and that's, what's most important. Now, Bandit Land has always been, you know, so powerful and so supportive and the fan base is incredible. But I think that you guys have now taken it to another level where 
even like, uh, you know, a few weeks back, um, you got the Sabres winning, you got the Bills winning on the same day or same weekend and the Bandits winning. And then it becomes like this whole like, hey, Buffalo won. Like the, you guys have elevated and, and I say respectfully elevated to like, hey, we are going to put the Bandits with the Sabres and the Bills on the same category because that's how the fan base here loves the Bandits. Uh, when you see that, how, how does it feel or does it change any, any way the relationship that you had with the fan base? Yeah, we're trying not to be the little brother that gets beat up all the time. So, uh, but no, our, our, our fans are incredible. Um, I mean, for years that you ask anyone that's ever played here from when the first season in the early nineties, they'll say that the fans are incredible. So, um, you know, I think just in general, lacrosse is growing and you're seeing it, you know, on ESPN and TSN a lot more. And, um, you know, just being in Toronto last weekend and having TSN on the TV in the hotel and there was commercials for NLL games and that kind of thing. So just to see the, the sport growing a ton, Um, it's great, um, you know, especially for other fan bases that maybe don't have the following that we do in Buffalo. But, um, you know, our fans are unbelievable. You're walking around town getting noticed and, and getting asked for pictures and all that. Um, you know, being a young lacrosse player, I don't think I, if you would have asked me then, I don't think I would have believed that that would happen to me um, when, I, when I was playing professional. But it's pretty cool to, to have that and, um, you know, to be in the same conversation as the Sabres and Bills. Um, you know, it's definitely cool for sure. Ian, you're a point getter. You're incredibly versatile, leading uh, the group in in loose balls. And now you're the face-off guy. You mentioned the departure of Max. Um, take us through just this evolution here in your career and um, how proud you are of being able to take this on and uh, and and do so very well. Yeah, if, if Max Adler's watching this, please come back. Um, <laughs> we would welcome you with open arms. Um But no, it's, you know, like I said, it's, it, it's kind of, I've prided myself on being a player who is willing and able to do, you know, anything coach asks and um, try to do it the best of my ability. And um, face-off guys in this league are really good. And, you know, Max coming in is, is a huge uh, help, was, was a huge help to us and, and losing them. Obviously you can see our, our face-off numbers haven't been the greatest and uh, try, trying my best out there, but. I also know like it's, it, it's not my first job. Um, and you know, it's, it's trying to have a kind of like a goalie mindset of, you know, a quick memory. Like I know I'm not going to win every face off. So it's trying to, it's weird to say, but it's trying to lose the face off in the best way possible to have our team succeed with, you know, kind of the hand dealt. So, um, it's been, it's been interesting, uh, you know, going against some of the top guys and, And trying to figure that out with our face-off unit, you know, me, Priolo, Spanger, uh, Kyle Buchanan, we're all kind of bouncing ideas on on how we want to approach uh, each face-off. So it's been a unique challenge and, and a fun one, but um, I don't know if my body loves it as much. So like I mentioned, Max, please come on back whenever you're ready. <laughs> Do you have a face-off uh, specialized stick? Like when you go, is there a different pocket? Because I know when my kid played high school lacrosse, He was the backup goalie and I had no idea what he was doing. It was, it was field across. It was different, but, but I know that their guy that was the face-off specialist had a, a special, a special stick for that. Do you have to go to a special stick just for that? Yeah. So I, I have a face-off specific stick. It's more pinched and it's a, it's a lot flimsier. So when I'm trying to clamp for the ball, it tries to, you know, just grip onto the ball um, as best it can. But um, 
it, it's all game dependent, you know, like last game, Toronto didn't have their normal face-off guy in due to injury. So I kind of knew I'd have more of a chance to win some face-offs. So I, I used that face-off stick a lot more. Um, but, you know, against Rochester, I'll probably go in with my face-off stick to just to challenge the guy and kind of see where he's at. And if he's beating me on the clamp and I know I'm not going to get it, I'll probably just use my normal stick and try to, you know, run around and get a loose ball. And I'll have my normal game stick out there instead of a, a face-off stick that's beat up. So, you know, it's kind of all dependent on who you're going against and, and how confident you are in going or if, the, if you're winning the face-offs at all. And I usually take the first quarter or, or the first five or six face-offs to kind of figure that out. Yeah. Do you ever still get um, surprised or have wow moments when you and your teammates create some of the highlight real goals that you create? Because the offense seems to be going pretty well here. I know you mentioned the record, but uh, <laughs> the depth and offense is seemingly alive and well. I caught myself a couple of times on the bench last game, uh, just like draw, uh, jaw to the ground, you know, like looking at, Duggar or looking at JT being like what, what just happened with you know Chase's goal the the swim and the behind the back or I I don't get me wrong that was an incredible goal but I think Brandon Robinson's goal is going oh. severely <laughs> underrated it was to pull that off in the middle of a game and just kind of instinctually like one hand like little teardrop just super nice like it was both those goals are incredible but B Rob's I was like what what just happened? Like that was ridiculous. So I'm, I'm not surprised that, you know, these guys are doing it, especially at, at this level. Like I got being in practice with them and, and playing offense every now and again with some, you, you see what they can do in practice, but to be able to pull it off in a game is a whole nother story. So it's, it's impressive to say the least. Do you guys do video session and do you put those on the video sometimes just to pump you guys up? Because if we had a guy and when I played with the Sabres, Maxima Finneganov was that guy. He would always have a crazy highlight real goal. And then, you know, for the next little bit here, we'd wait to see if it was going to be added to the video session just because we wanted to just like feel the energy. So do you guys have somebody that add those up sometimes on the video? Uh. We will put them in the videos. Yeah, we usually go after uh, over all the goals. Um, JT is good at keeping guys humble. And, you know, if, with Chase, if that went in, <laughs> that was one of those shots. It was like, yeah, good job. But if it didn't go, it's like, what are you doing kind of thing? So um, he's not afraid to humble us and make sure that we're, we're trying to make the right read. But uh, the guys get excited every time we see it. Even, even when we watch them film, you see a crazy goal and everyone still reacts to it, even though you've already seen it a couple of times. So um, I think the boys are more so doing a good job of pumping each other up there. Ian, good luck in bandit land tomorrow. Great to catch up. Thanks. Appreciate you guys having me on. There's Ian McKay, the world champion Buffalo bandits. That's five time champions now. And their quest for six continues with a game against the Nighthawks tomorrow at key bank center, seven 30 start. Fill it up. Banditland's been a great place again this year with attendance uh, feeling uh, higher than, you know, even recently, just uh, on the heels of the championship success. NHL may be an all-star break, but holy cow, there's lots of news going on off the ice. Shayna Goldman joins us next here on Sabres Live. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.